All right, Dob Green. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for coming. And I am super happy that you guys are here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. We love it. Um, I do want to move into the series that we're in. But before we do, I wanted to take a moment to pray for, there's so many things going on in this world. Uh, I just got a text this morning about the Philippines. There's a volcano eruption. I don't know if you guys saw that. A volcano eruption and thousands of people are fleeing for their lives. In Australia, there's these fires that are going on. And then in my precious island in Puerto Rico, my dad lives there still, there's all these uh, earthquakes that are happening. And uh, they've been going on since the 28th of December, one after another after another. Thank God there's only been, I mean, too bad that one loss of life, but there has been um, a lot of fear on the island. As I talked to my dad yesterday, they had another one yesterday morning. Um, they don't want to sleep in their homes. I've seen tons of pictures of houses and buildings being destroyed. And so let, would you join me in praying for all these things that are going on in our m world today? Father, we just lift up everything that is going on. <sighs> Father, we thank, we thank you for, because your arm <coughs> is not too short. It's not like all these things came as a surprise to you, God. And so, Father, right now, we pray for mercy. <coughs> we ask for mercy. We, as a church body, come together, and we ask, Lord, for your mercy. We pray for all the victims that are being affected by this uh, volcano eruption in the Philippines. God, we lift up every single soul to you, every single heart, every child, adult, elderly, young person, married couple, business owner, whoever they are, God, we pray for them. And Lord, we pray for your protection. We pray that you would have mercy on these islands of the Philippines and, and in this spe specific one that has this volcano eruption, God. <clears throat> Ask for your mercy. God, we pray for what's going on in Australia, God, with just week after week after week of fires going on. And Lord, we pray for all the victims, even, God, the animals, the koala bears, God, that are there, that are dying. God, we pray for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Let it rain. Like that song we sing here at church. Let it rain. Let it rain on this nation, on this continent of Australia, God. And Father, we pray for Puerto Rico as well. God, we lift up what's going on in the island, Lord. We pray for your mercy upon this island, God. We pray for the people that are living in that island, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would keep them safe, Lord, that, um, that this would be a time to prepare, that this would not be wasted time, but that they would do the necessary preparations to, to, to just prepare themselves for, for what's happening. And Lord, I pray as all the psychologists, you know, scientists and everything are saying that it's a cycle and it'll calm down, Lord, we pray that it will calm down. We pray for peace in this moment. Peace be still. Earth, be still. Calm down. Tranquilízate, <laughs> like we say in Puerto Rico. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Um, thank you for praying with me. I, I'm sure the victims, people appreciate you guys joining us in prayer for this. This is great. I am so excited about 2020, so excited about jumping into this new series. 
Um, but I want to share some really good news with you all that I want you guys to celebrate with us, okay? So, gosh, last Sunday, we had 15 new people that came to our church for the very first time. Yes, we can clap for that. So that's like 15 people that came to church the first time ever. You guys, that's huge. I, don't, I, I think in the, the three years I've been here as leading and serving as the pastor here, I've ne we've never had 15 new people that have never been to church come to DB. That was unprecedented in the time that I've been here. And I'm just so excited. I'm so happy. And the reason, you know, is because I feel honored and humbled to be partnering with you in what we're doing in this city, in Doral, in this world, um, because we're getting it. We're inviting our friends and our family members and our neighbors and our coworkers and our tios and our tias, and we're saying, hey, you gotta come on in and get in on what God is doing here at Doral Vineyard because God wants to do something in your life. And you know, some of those folks, you know, are, they came, they were from out of town and they didn't, you know, they'll come back maybe when they come back in town. Some of the folks we, we may not see for a couple weeks. Some folks are back. They liked us. Yay, we like you too. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. We love that you came and we're super excited. And so I wanted to make sure to share with you guys and just kudos to you for, for taking these cards and inviting and letting people know, passing it on, the good thing that's happening in your life, passing it on and invite, inviting them to DV. That is awesome. That is awesome. You guys, I just want to say I love, I love my church. I love my church and my prayer is that you also will be able to say that, that you'll say, I love the rest of you, talking about us. In case you didn't know, when I say church, I'm not talking about this building, I'm talking about all of you. I love you guys. And my prayer is that you guys would say, you know what, I love my church, and that includes Pastor Abdi, because you know what, this church is not just about Pastor Abdi. Y'all know that? This is not just about me. This is about all of us. We're family. We talked about that last Sunday. You guys remember? We talked about that. So we're in the middle of a series called Precious. And what we're doing is we're grabbing four things. Can everybody say four things? So in case you're new here, we need a little participation back and forth, right? So can you say four things? Can you say it again? Four things. Okay, that was a little bit. That was a little bit. All right, good. So we're picking four things that God has gifted us, and he calls it precious, even though we may not necessarily call it precious. Last Sunday, we kicked it off talking about that God has created each and every one of us with a precious need, the need for each other, the need to connect one with another. We talked about that last Sunday. This week, we're going to look at another precious gift that God has given us. And so if you have your Bibles, will you open them up to the book of Nehemiah? And so Nehemiah. If you don't have your Bibles, all the verses, everything's going to come up on the big screen behind me. You can just follow along right there. But let me tell you what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about another precious thing that you may not necessarily see as precious, but we're going to talk about that today. And then what, we're going to talk about three questions, three questions to ask yourself and three Bible stories. And then we're going to talk about not so good reactions to it, and then we're gonna talk about what you should do with this precious thing. Does that make sense? Do you want me to review? Maybe I need a review. Okay, so we're gonna talk about today this precious gift that God has given you, and what God, and I am sure that some of you here today, you have it already. 
you have a precious gift, this gift that you say, you know what, there's just, there's something inside of me that is not happy. There's something inside of me that just makes me, whenever I think about this thing, it just makes me uncomfortable. And so the title of our talk today is a Star Wars reference. Because in case you didn't know, I like Star Wars. Um, And so I'm always trying to stick in a little Star Wars reference somewhere in my message. But today we're going to talk about, the title of my message is called The Mando Moment. The Mando Moment. And if you have watched Star Wars, you know Disney Plus is a channel that just came out and um, they have this Star Wars show on it. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it without ruining it for you, okay? Um, but it's about this guy named Mando. Mando, he's this character. And Mando is going about his life, and as he's going about his life, <coughs> he comes across this situation. Okay, can everybody say situation? Okay, and he comes across this situation where he has to make a decision. He sees something in his life that he doesn't like. And he can decide to just go on and do life as normal like he normally does it, or he decides to break from his normal routine and say, I can't do life like I've done it. I can't do life the way I used to. I have to, I have to change it up. This situation has caused me to change up the way I normally do life. I can't do life anymore like this. Even if it costs me my career, even if it costs me everything I have, even if it is the greatest sacrifice I have to do in my life, I have to do it. It's called the Mando moment. And I'm sure that some of you here today, you have something inside of you that you said, you decided, I'm gonna draw this line in the sand. That is it. Sacabo. This is it. I'm not going to go past, not, not anymore. There's something inside of you that you said, every time I look at this, I just, I can't stand it anymore. Something has to be done. See, what the precious thing I want to talk to you about today is that God has gifted you with a precious burden. But what I want to submit to you today is that the burden that God has given you is not a curse. It's a blessing. It's a blessing for your life. And so today we're going to look at three different stories that go with three, well, first three questions. So the first question, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The first question is, what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart when you think about it? What's in this world today that you say, man, this breaks my heart? And it's something that if you would like analyze it a little bit, you would say, you know what, this reflects the nature and the character of God. This is something that I believe that that God, it would be breaking his heart. What I call this is a holy discontent, a holy discontent. There's something that you see that you're like, this is not okay. I I gotta do something about it. It's kind of like this show called Mandalorian. So over Christmas break, um, I had, we had some family in uh, my cuñada and cuñada, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law came to visit, 
And, um, and we were thinking about, okay, we, how do we entertain? Because we don't got cable. Like, how do, so Disney Plus, all right, let's get. And I saw they had seven-day free trial. So I was like, let's get that. So we, we got the seven-day free trial. And then I, I binged on The Mandalorian, the Star Wars, all day. I watched every single one of them. I don't know what I'm going to do for season two next year when I actually have to pay. But anyway, anyway, I told you a little bit about what this show is. But he has this moment where he has to draw on this line in the sand. And he says, I can't do life as I know it anymore. What, so, so what do we do? So the first question, first question that we, what makes, what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? You say, man, this isn't right. There's a great example of this in the Old Testament in the book of Nehemiah, if you've already found it. And let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. So there's this guy, Nehemiah, and he hears this, this sad report about what's going on with his people. And he, he's, like, he fi- he's like, man, I gotta find out what's going on. I'm hearing these bad reports. And so what we're gonna do is pick up the story in Nehemiah chapter one, verse three and four, and we're gonna see the response because Nehemiah is putting out word. Hey, tell me what's going on over there. I wanna know what's going on. And so he's gonna get back the response of everybody and then he's gonna respond. Let's read it together. Nehemiah chapter one, verse three and, uh, three and four. Nehemiah, they responded back. The walls of Jerusalem, They are broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. Now, verse 4 shows us his response. When I heard these things, Scripture says, I sat down. You guys, he couldn't even remain standing. He heard the news, and he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this can't be. Like, the walls are broken. The fire burned the gate. What is this about now? Watch what he does here, right? He couldn't. What did he do? You guys, say it aloud. He what? He just... Can you guys say it out loud with me? He what? He, he what? He broke down and cried like a little baby. He did. He wept for some days. Check that out. It wasn't just for like five minutes or an hour. He cried for some days. Look at what the scripture says. He mourned and he Ding, 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 ding. We fasted. We're fasting. He mourned and he fasted and he prayed before the God of heaven. And what did he do? This is the news. It, you guys, this, this wrecked Nehemiah. It broke him. It shook him. It was something that did. So he just, what in the world? For days he mourned. He wasn't like, oh man, that sucks to be those people over there in Jerusalem. Sucks to be them. I'm sorry. I'll be praying for you, peace. No, it wrecked him for days. He couldn't eat. He's like, man, I gotta pray. Man, I gotta seek God. There's gotta be some, this cannot, this is not fair. This is not right. There's something we gotta do. It broke his heart. What is it that breaks your heart? What is it that breaks your heart? You know, for Martin Luther King Jr., we're about to celebrate uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in a couple weeks, I think on the 20th, the Monday in the month of January, there was something that broke his heart. Something that broke his heart. You know what broke his heart? Anybody know? Racism, segregation, bigotry, all this broke his heart. And you know the question he kept asking himself? He kept asking himself this question. Why is it? I, I can't wrap my mind around this thing that people would treat these other people the way they're treating them simply by the color of their skin. I don't get it. I don't get why would they do that. I just, I can't. They call themselves followers of Jesus and look at the way they're treating people with just the different color. I, I can't. And so he said, man, I can't stand it anymore. This, there's got to be something that can be done because, because this just isn't right. It broke his 
heart. So you know what he said? He said, I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream that, that this is going to change, that maybe I can, be, I can remedy this situation. Maybe I can do something about this. You know, it's interesting in the book of Nehemiah that <clears throat> Nehemiah got wrecked, right? Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to the Jerusalem and all this thing is going. Can you, do you guys know who God used to remedy that situation in Jerusalem with the walls broken down and the gates being burned? Do you guys have any guesses? I'll give you a hint. The first part of his name starts with a knee and the end ends with Maya. What do you think it is? He used Nehemiah, the one with the precious burden, the one that had this thing in his heart that wrecked him. God used him to make a change, to do something that many people said, you know what, that can't be done. And you know what else they said? And there's no way, it'll take forever. And he did it, he built the walls in record time. He did it. Martin Luther King Jr., he changed the course of our country because he had something that broke his heart. He changed the course. He's like, no, there's, there's gotta be something that we can do. What is it for you that breaks your heart? Is it poverty? Is it poverty that when you see people who don't have food, you know, who are going through rough times, and I'm not talking about like the person who, you know, has the used car, has 100,000 miles on it, and needs new tires. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about like poor, like they don't have food that day. They don't have water. They don't have drinking water. And, and so for you, that breaks your heart. You're like, man, that's just not right. We gotta do something about it. What is it for you that breaks your heart? Is it, is it when you see those babies, you know, that are born in our country and in other countries that are born, and as soon as they're born, they have, they, they're, they're, they're tested positive for HIV, and you're like, no, this cannot be. Or maybe it's for unwed moms, and you just look at these groups, and you just see that there's, there's no guy helping them out. They got one job, two jobs, three jobs, and they're trying to do their best, but they're still struggling. There's all these issues going on, and you're like, man, I want to do something about what it is. What is it that breaks your heart? The second question I want you to ask yourself, this one is, is, is a good one. What is it that makes you angry if you're taking notes? What is it that breaks your heart, one? Number two is what is it that makes you angry that you're just like, I'm not talking about pet peeves, right? I'm not talking about pet peeves like you just don't like it, like you're in the movie theater and you see that one guy, the phone rings and he picks up the phone in the middle of the movie. I, have you guys ever been, I, I went one time to a movie, I saw this guy pick up the phone four times in the movie theater. It was rang, hello, I'm like, what are you doing? Listen, if any of you do that, I just want to tell you that you're going to have to answer to God for those things because that is just not right, all right? But I'm talking about what is it that makes you righteously anger, angry? What is it that you say, you know what? This is, this just ticks me off. I remember being in church one time and somebody picked up the phone when I was talking. I'm like, what are you doing? Somebody, I saw somebody with their phone, they were scrolling through and they actually dialed out to call. I'm like, are you that bored? Am I not that interested? You're gonna, I mean, that was just, anyway, anyway, but that's a pet peeve. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what is it that makes you righteously angry? We see an example of this in the book of Exodus, where Moses, in case you don't know the story, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Moses is this guy who was born an Israeli. He was born an Israelite, but he was raised with Egyptians. And he ra was raised most of his life with the Egyptians. And one day he's walking around and he sees his people, 
his rasa, his people group, he sees them and they're being mistreated as slaves. And he gets angry about it. Nah, -uh, I'm not going to let this happen. And he goes and he kills an Egyptian and he hides the Egyptian away because he was so angry. Now, I just want to make sure that we're clear. I'm not telling you at all to, you know, enroll in the UFC and like take it in your own hands and kill somebody because you're righteously angry. I think it's right, right? You should be righteously angry. But, but he, this is what Moses does. He, he is so upset. He's like, man, I can't stand it anymore. Let me ask you, who do you think did God use to remedy that situation? Can you, can everybody say, who is it, who is it? Moses. Moses, God chose the one with the precious burden to do something about it. He's the one that God used to go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, go talk to Pharaoh. And, and Pharaoh, you know, you had to go to Pharaoh. And he said, Mo, you know, what did he say? He said, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go, right? That's what he said. He said, Pharaoh, let, yeah, it's enough. They're slaves. You're treating them bad. I can't take it anymore. This is wrong. This is the people of God. You can't do this to them. And so he just said, you know, I can't stand it anymore. What is it for you that makes you angry? <clears throat> what is it that you can't stand? Maybe it's crooked politicians, and you just go, man, this is crazy. Man, I, something's got to happen. Maybe I can make a difference. Maybe you see different addictions and you say, man, this is not, I want to help these people. You see people bound up in sexual addiction or you see people who are, who are hooked on drugs and they're pushing this on teenagers and little kids and you're like, no, someone's got to do something. This has to stop. This is not right. This just isn't right. Maybe it's elderly people and your heart just goes out to the elderly and you're like, no, no, no. You know, they're just like put out to pasture, to die, and somebody's got to love on these people. They're like forgotten. This isn't right. Uh, we got to do something. What is it that gives you a righteous anger? Are you guys here with me today? I love what Mother Teresa said. She said this when she went to Ethiopia. I'm going to read you this quote. She said, she said um, when I see waste, I get angry. I feel angry on the inside, and she said, I don't approve of myself getting angry, but it's just something I, you can't help after seeing the people in Ethiopia. So what is it that makes you righteously angry? It makes you sad. So the third question I want you to ask yourself is this. What is it that you care about that nobody else cares about? What is it that you're like, you care so much about it, and you're like, oh yeah, why don't you guys care about this too? Like, can't you see? Like, this is not right. Why don't, you, you can't see that? Like, what's wrong with you? You care, what is it that you care about that nobody else cares about like you do, right? What is it? God has gifted you with something precious. God has gifted you with a precious burden, and he wants you to do something about it. Why do you care so much about it, even though no one else seems to care about it? Maybe you care about an environmental awareness and you're looking at all the waste and you're saying, you know, we gotta be better stewards. We gotta recycle, reuse, and I, I forget what the last R is. Recycle, reuse, and renew, right? We gotta, we gotta do this. You know, we gotta honor God with, we should be good stewards with what he's given us. Why doesn't anyone else care about this like I do? Maybe it's for the, newly the new people who came to Jesus recently and you're like, well, who's like, taking care of those new people, babies in Christ, who's taking, who's teaching them, who's raising them up, who's helping them grow in the things of God, who's doing that? Who is that that's investing in them? 
right? Who is it that's taking care? Who's teaching them God's word? Who's helping to raise them up? Maybe you look at inner city kids and you're like, man, I wanna do something. I wanna help them. They already, you know, they're already born with like two strikes against them. And so I, if we could just mentor them, spend a few minutes with them, they would just, you know, it would make the world of a difference. We could just mentor them. A little bit of help, a little bit of encouragement. And that would thrust them into a productive Christ-honoring life. Who could do that? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to wrestle with these questions. I want you to think about what is it that breaks your heart? What is it that makes you angry? What is it that you care about that no one else cares about? I want you to pray through these as you are fasting and praying as a church. Talk about them this week with other followers of Jesus, and I want you to be prepared to fill in the blank. And this is a very, very important sentence. What's, fill in this question. What's your precious burden? I want you to be able to say, you know, this is what I'm burdened by. God has entrusted me with, he put something inside of me to do something and to be a voice. What is it? And just so as you, as you start to identify that, I, I, wanna, I want you to see it as precious and understand that God loves you so much that he's entrusted you with something, some area that he wants you, he wants to empower you to make a difference. Can somebody say yes? yes. Now sadly, many people deal with this burden that they have in the wrong way. And so I wanna talk to you about three different ways that people deal with their precious burden in the wrong way. The first one is that they complain. They just complain and complain and complain. Oh, it's the government's fault. The government system is corrupt. Oh, it's the government, it's the government. And I know some of you here today you're from other countries and you're like, really? Like, have you been to my country? Because if you come to my country, this is like perfect. Are you kidding me? You know, what are you talking about, the government? But you know, so all we do is complain. Or we complain about our educational system. Oh, it's that educational system. It just, it's not good. If we would just have good teachers who loved what they were doing, right? And we just complain and complain. If we don't complain about the education, it's the church. The church is not doing all they care about is whatever they care about. And they don't care about anybody else. And why don't they care about? I have some words for those of you who complain. www.zip it. Shut the heck, because we're in the house of God, up. Shut up, right? You complain all day long. Why don't you put up or shut up, right? Right? Why don't you do something about it? Instead of complaining, do something. Another thing that we do is if we are not complaining, we ignore the situation. We ignore it. We're like, man, you know, just don't tell me about it. If you know it's gonna move me and my emotions, don't tell me about it, right? I don't wanna know. Just put me as far away from all that because then if, I, if it's out of sight, then it's what? I don't, I don't have to think about it. I have to, so don't even tell me. Don't even tell, please, don't even tell me about it. I just wanna ignore it. Like it, does, it didn't even happen because then I'll feel okay because after all, it's all about me feeling isn't life all about me feeling okay? Isn't that what it's all about anyway, right? And so what do we do? We either complain, we ignore, or the third one is that we appease it shallowly. And so we'll say, oh, okay, there's a problem. Well, I'll just throw, you know, let me see, how much do I have in my wallet? Three bucks, five bucks. Here, I'll just throw five bucks at it, and then and we feel like that's okay. It, it, it like, it, 
apaciguar is the word that comes to mind. It kind of like, it, it calms us down like, oh, you know, there's a problem, but you know what, I'm just going to throw some money at it and it'll make me feel good. It's not really going to solve the issue, but it'll make me feel good. And so every once in a while, I'll throw five bucks at it and maybe next year, I'll throw $10 at it because I'm just feeling, you know, fanatically generous and I'll just throw, because I'm such a generous guy and, you know, I'm doing such a great thing by throwing 10 bucks at this thing. So maybe, you know, everything will be okay. I'll feel better about myself because after all, that's what life is all about, right? I just want to feel better about myself, right? You recognize that? God has gifted you with something precious. He wants to give you the gift of a precious burden. How is it that we should appropriately embrace this precious burden from God? I'm going to give you two thoughts, and I'm going to share the last Bible story, and hopefully that'll take us to the end of the message, hopefully. And so the first thought is, this, how should we do it appropriately with the burden is we should let this precious burden ruin you. Let it overwhelm you. Let it make you lose sleep. Let it just stir you where all you do is you study more about it. You want to learn more about it. Let it just overtake you. Let the precious burden of God ruin you. I just want to make sure you heard me right. Let it just do something inside of you where it is, you know, you, all you want to do is you want to make, do something. You, 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 all you want to do is just it, it just, it messes you up, and you go and you surround yourself with the people who are affected by it, and you've got to read about it, hear about it, study about it. You've got to be comfortable with the discomfort that it brings your heart. You've got to be prepared to be awake in the middle of the night, and you can't sleep right, and you, so you start praying about it and thinking about it and agonizing about it and you just let it ruin you. Let it just mess you up. I want to tell you that God is ruining me in all kinds of good ways, all kinds of ways. You know what my burden is? My precious burden? My precious burden, I, I, I've been now three years here serving as the lead pastor at DV and I've never had a bigger burden than I do right now. My precious burden, my precious burden is you. My precious burden is you. And it is greater today than it ever has been in my life, ever before. I agonize in prayer for you. There have been so many nights just alone in 2020. I can't even tell you how many nights I've not been able, I've been wakened up at midnight, one, two in the morning. I wake up and it's to pray for you all, to pray for you. I agonize for you. Not all of you, though, I have to be honest. <laughs> some of you, you know, the truth is, some of you are, are, you're so radically committed to Christ. You're like, you know, your whole life revolves around Christ and everything you have belongs to Christ and you're just giving and serving and giving and praying and witnessing and sharing and giving and you're being Christ in your communities, you know, and so I want to learn from you, right? That's why I want to learn from you. But the sad thing is that most of us are not. Most people, for them, what they do is they go to church and then they just check, I did that off my list. Now I can go on with my week, right? You know, I went to church today, and if Pastor Abdi is kind of funny and kind of cool and I kind of enjoy it, then, I'll, oh, 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 and if there's not, you know, my team isn't playing because we're in the playoffs, so if my team is not 
plane and you know it's not a beautiful day outside like because you know if it's beach day <laughs> i'm sorry you know what i'm saying like you know if 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 i want to go you know if i stayed up late last night you know saturday night then you know for sure i'm not going to be at church on sunday so you know if all the moons align just right then i'll be at church then i'll come back then i'll then i'll check it out again because life is all about me right you guys this burden it burdens me. This attitude, this mindset burdens me. It breaks my heart, and I have to be honest, it keeps me up awake at night. It keeps me up awake. It keeps me up awake. I'm praying that God will give you a burden because most people I know, their goal of a Christian life, you know what it is? Their goal of a Christian life is that they want to be blessed. Just, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt. I don't want any problems. You know, I, I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to deal with challenging people. Don't bring me challenging people. I don't want to deal with challenging people, right? Keep them away from me, you know? I, I don't want to be connected in any relationship with others because then I got to put up with their stuff. I don't want any accountability, right? I don't want to give, you, you know, I don't want to give anything. I mean, you know, after all, I don't have enough anyway, right? I don't even have enough to give, so, so don't ask me. Don't, ask, don't call me. Don't bother me, right? I, I'm sure, you know, I certainly don't want you to give my, t I don't want to give my time, right? I, I don't want to be bothered, right? Just, just let me come, show up, and then check, go home, all right? I want to live a burdened, free life. That's what I want. And I just want to tell you that that is the antithesis of following Jesus. That is not in the Gospels, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's, listen, hurting for people, caring for people, and representing him. That's what it's all about. My burden is you. My burden is me, that you get this, because my leadership hasn't created the right spiritual culture in our church world yet. And so I am praying desperate prayers. I, God, ruin us. Ruin us with your heart for the lost. God, ruin us with your heart to see people experience you. God, ruin us with your heart to share your love with everybody that we would be a people that say, God, whatever, however, whenever you want to use me to accomplish your will, may it be. Let your burden ruin me, God. That's my prayer. This is what happened in the story. Yes, yeah, good. This is what happened in the story with the last Bible story I want to share with Isaiah. Isaiah was born in a time, he grew up in a time where his leader died. His king died, King Uzziah died, and he was all messed up, and everybody, his people were all messed up about it, and they're like, what are we gonna do? And look at what Isaiah says as he cries out to God in Isaiah chapter six, verse five. He says, woe to me. He said, I am what? I am what? Come on, you guys, I am? I am ruined. Say it again. I am ruined. I'm messed up. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overcome. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm ruined. Why? Because my eyes, because I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. I'm ruined. I'll never be the same. I will never, ever be the same. I have seen God forever different. Why? Because I've experienced him. And because I've experienced him, I will never be the same. So the second thing you're going to do, your first is what? Let your burden what? 
ruin you. The second one is let it move you to action. Because I want you to become so ruined that you have to do something about it. Let it move you to action. Become so ruined that you have to do something about it. Let it move you. For example, if you came into this church today and you walked in and you're like, huh, nobody greeted me when I walked in today. Or why is that person not smiling? Man, there's no, there's no friendly people at this church. Guess what? You're hired. You just got hired for the hospitality team. Come on in. We would love for you to be a part of it, right? What, what if, if you walk in and you're like, man, I, I, I walked in and, and I see some young people. Who's taking care of the teenagers at this church? Guess what? You just signed up for student ministries. We'd love for you to be a part of that. God gave you a burden. Oh, but all these new believers, who's, who's like raising them up? Who's discipling them? You. You got that burden? Go do it. Oh, well, Pastor Abdi, you know, like, who's like the deeper Bible study guy, right? Because I love you, Pastor Abdi, and I love your family. It's a beautiful family and all, but who's doing like the deeper Bible study? You are. Gather 12 people and go do it. Break open the scriptures. I love it. I know I'm not a, that's not what God has called me to this season. I could do it, but that's not what God has called me for this season right now. You go do it. I need to preach this way. I need to preach this message. I need to let you get burdened with the precious burden that God has given you. Let's move you. Let it move you to action. This is what Isaiah did. He was ruined, verse 8 of chapter 6. He was so ruined that when he heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? What did he say, you guys? He said what? He said, here I am. Pick me. Put me in, coach. I want to do it. Let me give it a shot. I'll give it a go at it. I'll give it a go at it. Throw that ball. Come on, I'll give it a go. Put me in, coach. I will do it. Who's going to go? Who's going to go for you, God? I'll go. My life is not my own anymore. Now that I've seen what I've seen and know what I know, I can't do what I used to do. I have to do now what God calls me to do. Send me. Send me. Pick me. Pick me, I'll go because I can't stand it anymore. We're talking about a Mando moment. A Mando moment. I've got to do something about it. I'm ruined in the most beautiful sort of holy and righteous way because God has gifted me with a precious burden and it won't go. I cannot shake this thing no matter what I do, no matter where I go. I got this burden. Let it ruin you. Let it move you to action. And so here's my prayer for you. This is what I've been praying for you. Just so you know, I'm gonna let you in. I'm gonna let you in on this prayer that I pray for you. It's this Franciscan benediction prayer. I'm gonna pray this prayer. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with an anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you can't, so that you can work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with the tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, and starvation, so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them. Do you, you hear that? So that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference, 
that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. Hmm. May God bless you with a precious burden to represent him and to make a difference. Would you bow your heads and let me pray with you in this moment? Father, thank you for your presence and your goodness and the precious blessings of your burdens. Bless us with a divine burden, a righteous Mando moment, God. All of you who would say right now, man, I know what my bur- I know what you're talking about. I know what my burden is. I mean, it is just as clear to me today as it ever has been. And I want to ask God to help ruin me with this burden that I would never be the same. Those of you who would say, you know what, that's me. That's me. Would you just raise your hand with me right now? If you know you're burning, I want to pray for you. Just put it up right now. I see these hands that are going up. In the back there, over here on this side, over here, I see those hands. You can put them down. Congratulations. There's a bunch of you here that are saying, I know what it is. Others of you who would say, you know what? I recognize it right now. God does want to bless me with a precious burden, and maybe I haven't been paying attention. I haven't really surrendered to it. There may be some things that mildly bother me, but I want to be in touch with the heart of God. I want to let his burden ruin me. God, would you reveal your divine burden to me so that I can reflect your heart, your love, your justice, your mercy. God, reveal your divine burden to me. If that's you, would you stand with me right now? Just stand. See a bunch of you standing right now. This is great. Yes, this is awesome. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for your precious burdens. God, for those who recognize a burden that you have given them, increase that burden, God. Increase that burden. Ruin us with it so, God, we would be just like Isaiah who said, here I am, God. Send me. I want to do something about it. God, ruin us with a burden that our heart would reflect your heart. God, for those who don't know you yet, for those who don't know yet what it is, I pray that in the next few days and weeks and months, that as they are praying and fasting and seeking you, that, they, that you would give them eyes to see, God. Eyes to see that in their time with you in prayer and in their biblical community, that they would start to be broken by something in this world that's not right. And God, I pray that a burden would become so large, God, that you would use them in such a way to get beyond themselves, to make a difference, to be Christ in this world. And we thank you, God. We thank you for the blessings of precious burdens, of divine burdens, of having a holy discontent. And all of you today, as we're praying, you're maybe in, a, maybe in church today right here because you, you were burdened by something. You thought, you know, maybe if I go to church, that that'll help that burden that I feel. Maybe God's using that hard time to draw you to him. Others of you right now, you may be in, in some very, very unusual way. You feel like you're being drawn toward God, but yet in your mind you're going, but wait a minute, you know, um, there's so many things wrong with my life. That is the burden of sin that's separating you from God. And God's spirit is drawing you to God, but the burden of sin keeps you from him. And that's why when God had the greatest burden of all, do you know what, what his burden was? You. 
You were his burden. God so loved you. God so wanted to be in a relationship with you that he sent his only son, Jesus, born of a virgin without the sin nature. Jesus lived the perfect life and could be the perfect sacrifice for your sins, for the very thing that separates us from God. That's why Jesus shed his blood and died on the cross. That's why God raised him. He raised him from the dead so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have new life, so that we could be filled with the Spirit of God. Scripture says this, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You will be forgiven. You will be made brand new. And God is drawing you toward him. And it is time to exchange that burden. It's time to give him your burden of guilt and of sin, and he will forgive it and he will move it away, and he will never hold it against you again. And he will give you a divine burden, a calling, a mission in life to glorify him with all that you do on earth. And as you confess your sins to him, he will forgive you. You will be made brand new. You will be in a relationship with him, and you'll be able to talk to him. You'll be able to hear him. You'll be able to hear from him, and you'll be also hurt with him. And he will empower you to make a difference in this world. And there are those of you today that say, yes, I want to trade burdens today. I got the burden of guilt and sin which keeps me from God. It keeps me from him. And God, I want you to remove that from me. Now, God, give me your heart. Make me new. I want to give my life fully and completely to Jesus. Jesus, would you save me? Be the Lord and the Savior of my life. This isn't just like a little emotional prayer that you're going to pray today. Uh-uh, that's not one of those. Yeah, you know it's, it, it, it kind of got to me a little bit, and that's why I said that prayer. Uh-uh, that's not what this is it. This is not that little prayer. This is a full-blown commitment. Jesus, forever, be my Savior, forever. I want you to, to be the Lord of my life forever. I want to be burdened by the things that burden the heart of God. I want to be yours. Jesus, save me. Be the Lord of my life. If that's your prayer today, would you just lift up your hand with me right now? Just lift it up. All over this place, I see these hands all in the back. God bless you all. You can put them down. God bless you. Yay. I see these hands in the front. God bless you guys. I see that hand in the back. God bless you. Up here in the front. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Yes. Yes. We welcome those born into God's family. We want, want you to pray with us. Would you pray this prayer? Nobody prays alone. Everybody pray together. We are family. We pray together. Everybody say, Heavenly Father. Please remove the burden of sin. Forgive me. Change me. Make me new. I believe Jesus. He's your son who died for me so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I could be free. Make me yours for the rest of my life. I am committed to you. Give me your burdens, your mission, so I can make a difference all for you. Thank you for new life. It's in your name I pray. Amen and amen. Doral Vineyard, would you just explode with me and celebrate? 
somebody give me a what, what? You know, come on. Let's celebrate that people said yes to Jesus today. This is awesome.